It's Monday, April 3rd, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich was arrested last week by Russian authorities and charged with espionage. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton called Mr. Gershkovich's arrest an act of state terror calculated to put pressure on President Biden. This is as targeted a hostage-taking as you can imagine, he said. Within hours of his detention on Wednesday, the highest figures in the U.S. government denied the charges against Mr. Gershkovich, bluntly called for him to be freed, and accused Moscow of targeting Americans. Current and former U.S. officials and other hostage case watchers point out that Russia's detention of an American journalist for the first time in nearly four decades, is a brazen step, especially when accompanied by an accusation of espionage and coming amid growth in such cases around the world. Russia has said that it is acting in accordance with its own laws, with the foreign ministry saying that, quote, it is unacceptable for officials in Washington and the Western media to whip up a stir with the clear intention of giving this case a political coloring, end quote. In other news, the Prime Minister of Finland, Sanna Marin, suffered defeat in Sunday's general election days before the country was set to enter NATO after a campaign dominated by the economic and security aftershocks of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Pateri Orpo, the leader of the center-right National Coalition Party, claimed election victory and was projected to gain about 20.8% with nearly all the votes counted. Miss Marin's Social Democratic Party came third with 19.9% of the vote, narrowly behind the right-wing populist Finns party, gaining 20% in its best result to date. Mr. Orpo called the result a strong mandate for our politics. Given that no party is large enough to command a majority without governing partners, Finland is now heading into negotiations, led by Mr. Orpo, to form a ruling coalition. The outcome will not affect Finland's accession to the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which marks a new course for the country after decades of non-alignment. Meanwhile, Russian forces shelled a town near the eastern city of Bakhmut on Sunday, killing six people, while Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said Russia's presidency of the United Nations Security Council was undermining the body's credibility. Pavlo Kirilenko, the head of the regional administration in the eastern Donetsk region, said Russian forces had struck the center of Konstantinivka, damaging high-rise and residential buildings. Eight people were wounded in addition to the six fatalities, said the chief of Ukraine's presidential staff, Andriy Yermak. The attack came after Russia assumed charge of the month-long rotating presidency of the UN Security Council on Saturday a development Mr. Zelensky described as absurd and destructive. Mr. Yermak earlier described Russia's assuming the presidency of the Security Council as a, quote, symbolic blow to the rules-based system of international relations, end quote. Around the world, oil prices soared nearly 6% on Monday after Saudi Arabia and other major oil producers said they will cut production by 1.15 million barrels per day from May until the end of the year. U.S. benchmark crude oil rose $4.24 to $79.91 per barrel in electronic trading on the New York Mercantile Exchange. 
The cuts in oil output immediately pushed prices higher and were expected to boost gas prices, adding to strains in many countries where high fuel prices are a heavy burden. Higher oil prices will also complicate the efforts by central banks to rein in inflation. And Louisiana State University won its first ever NCAA women's basketball title, 102-85, over the University of Iowa and superstar sharpshooter Caitlin Clark. LSU's Jasmine Carson came off the bench to propel the Tigers with a powerful performance of her own, finishing with 22 points as she pushed LSU to a scorching 65% shooting from three-point range. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thanks for listening.